0: Welcome to Beyond the Field, your property finance and general discussion podcast series powered by Money
1: Empire. We're a team of financial advisors here to help you tick off your property and finance goals. When we say beyond the field, we mean this to be beyond whatever field you're used to.
2: So kick back, relax, and enjoy the podcast.
1: I've got the handsome... Lisa Barton and the very pretty and beautiful Goran Longkar here with me, experts from Money Empire, because we're talking property and you know, you know, property. How are I we? Do. I
0: good. Very good. Lisa? Good. Thank you. Good.
1: Good. Um, Let's get straight into it because this is something that um, I know you guys get asked a lot and, The hardest thing to to do is to get into property. Once you're into it, what do you do next? So some key things that we've actually got from um, feedback from you guys, uh, from clients, is once we've tackled the home purchase, um, we potentially want to buy an investment property. So let's talk about equity and how does that work, Goran?
0: Right, listeners, basically equity is, is just the difference between the market value of your property and the amount still owing on your home. Now, there are two sides to equity. There's true equity, and then there is bank equity. True equity is basically value of your home less your mortgage equals true equity. Bank equity, as we know, um, banks have different rules, so they only allow you to uh, or let you hold a certain percentage of debt against that value. So, which is called usable equity. And uh, yeah. as the market moves, you pay down debt, you grow in equity.
1: Okay. Now, um, from a lender's point of view, Lisa, how does equity look to them, i.e., how big a mortgage can you have on it?
2: So it really depends. So if you're doing your own occupied, um, then you could go up to 80% of your um own-occupied property in in the current market you can do 60% on an investment unless it's a new build um which is obviously different at the current time um and it's great what Goran's just said in regards to because a lot of people don't understand that there's true equity and then usable equity um based on the bank size a lot of people think oh my house is valued a million mortgages 500 um oh I've got 500 equity which isn't Really, that's not what the value, the equity is in the bank's eyes.
0: I yeah. think I think. I was just going to say, the best way to look at it, if you look at round figures, take, take a million dollar home, right? Your, your home is valued at a million bucks. So you've got a mortgage of 500. You, if your owner occupied of that property, you know you can hold 80% of debt against that 1 million. So 800K, the bank will allow you to go up to, yeah. less 500K of your mortgage leaves 300K of usable equity.
1: Okay, so going back to how I opened up um, around if I want to buy an investment property, the hardest thing to do is get to get into a property. So I've bought my first property. I've used a bit of cash, a bit of savings, maybe some gift or loans from families to get in. Over time, my house is appreciating value because I've bought into a really good suburb because I've got some good advice from Goran or Lisa, and I've structured my debt right, um, and I've paid down some debt. Now I want to buy an investment property. Do I need to save up money or hard-earned cash to buy that
0: investment property? Um, there is a s- slight chance or more than a slight chance that if you've bought in the last two or three years and you've been paying down debt, that your property has increased in value significantly. So more than likely, you will have usable equity in your home, making it easy for you to um, you know, use that equity instead of putting physical cash down towards the purchase of the investment.
1: Okay, so I'm a, I'm a really green listener mm-hmm. to simplify that even more because I don't understand mm-hmm. that. You're saying that I don't have to save money. Essentially, the money that I should have been saving that I've been paying into my mortgage, I can take back out and go buy something? Absolutely. In, yep. in
0: the simplest terms, yes.
1: Okay, so Lisa then, does that mean if I buy an investment property leveraging off my current home using equity, that it will be a hundred percent financed.
2: Yes, essentially it will be. If you if you've got enough equity in your home to pull uh, to pull together a deposit for an investment property, then yes, essentially be a hundred percent
1: across both. Okay, so. So in the next instance, then, because of what's going on, what is the main thing that is going to hold me back from doing this? So if I've got really good equity, like in your example, Goran, where um, my house is worth a mil, I owe 500K on it, I live in it, I can pull out Mm 300,000, or I can draw down an extra mortgage of 300,000. What is probably the one thing that you would be asking the client um, you would need to see to make it work? Servicing, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. what is the big talk around the moment that uh, is very similar to a UTI?
0: <laughs> uh, we're talking about UTIs very well. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. The, the sorry, debt to income ratios, which is a big topic at the moment.
1: That's the wrong wrong podcast.
0: So that, that's the wrong podcast. TI. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, what what you're talking the, about is the debt to income ratios, which um, we've seen some black, uh, banks implement. Um, in the last sort of 12 months, which is basically a measure that is used by them um, when someone applies for lending and just determines based on their incomes how much they are willing to lend the borrower or the client.
1: And Lisa, why has this become so prevalent in the last, well, few months, but also Mm -hmm. in the last 18 months around Mm -hmm. this debt-to-income ratio, around what people can service? Why has this tightened up and why, why, why has this become a lot harder for people?
2: I think the the banks have brought it in obviously guidance from whether you know government or you know um but also I think they've felt that they're lending too much money out to people that can't really service that level of debt, given that what the interest rates were a few months back to what they are now um and so they've brought that in but also with the debt a lot of people think it's just the mortgage that they that they're kind of um, basing that on but it includes Credit cards, um, high purchases, anything like that. So it's not just what the mortgages um, that it would be based on as well.
1: Okay, and from what I've heard from um, talk around the street is that expenses are heavily scrutinised now too.
0: Yeah, all, all yep. of the all of the stuff that. Um, we used to talk about, you know, pre the change of triple CFA, um, everything is getting inflated. And I, I think what you'll see is, um, the servicing test rates as well, which is another topic well, we'll probably start to increase as well, but this is all just coming back on the back of, um, reserve bank and the responsible ending code. And, and remember the bank at the end of the day, makes all the rules. So that was not uh, a rule that was imposed by the reserve bank. This is, I'm talking about a couple that had just made it their own rule, um, basically crossing the line in the sand, which is um, not very friendly to a lot of people out there who are trying to borrow money, especially for first-time buyers.
1: Okay. So the next step is that um, if I, you've given me advice, um, you've gone away, you've sourced me a pre-approval, I can leverage off my home, um, I can buy up to an investment property at a million dollars and that could be uh, at a new build, um, being a 20% deposit, Um What's the next thing that me as a client should be looking at? I.e., you know, my income and my outgoings are pretty tight and pretty strict as what I've currently got. Obviously, I've been pre-approved for investment property, um, and I've said to you, look, I really want capital growth because I've got time on my side, and I want to I want to build up a portfolio here. What's now? What's the next thing that I start looking at in terms of this property um, itself, um, and also to the setup of it?
0: I would, uh, as an advisor to my clients, I would first and foremost look to get five years interest only period on that rental side, just because cash flow is key. And we still know the rules haven't changed on tax deductibility and claiming back interest. Plus the bright line hasn't changed, but it's all about knowing what your expenses are going to be with that property.
1: So you're, you're purely stipulating obviously on a new build here.
0: Yes, totally. This, sorry, this is aimed at, at a new build. Absolutely, yeah. totally. That would be my my first point. Buying an existing home uh, and as an investment is a whole different kettle of fish because the rules have slightly changed. But okay. I, I would start there in terms of knowing how much my rental income is going to be and what my actual my actual costs associated with that will be. And
1: so Lisa, then, insurance? if I went down the track... Sorry? Yeah, agree. Yeah, so Lisa, if I went down the track of... Um, wanting to buy a rental property that's an existing home, do Mm -hmm. I have to put more equity or drawn mortgage down as a deposit?
2: Yes. So if you're doing an existing home, you'd need a um, 40% deposit, um, which is obviously much, much higher level of what you, if you're going to do a new build. Um, And then you've got to factor in as well for existing home would be long-term maintenance. You know, has that existing home been maintained compared to a new build? Um, factor in what kind of expenses that you might have to outlay in two to five year time that time frame that you have hold that property for.
1: So simply put, Goran, that if I bought a, if I was leveraging to buy an investment property that was a new build, um, essentially I would only need to need to put two hundred k down, um, or twenty 20% percent, or two hundred k leverage or equity out of my current home. Right? If, if surfacing was not the issue here. Yeah. However, if I went, like Lisa said, into an existing property, um, I essentially would have to put 40% down on a one mil purchase, which would be 400 grand of equity.
0: Correct. You need that 400k of equity. I'm talking, this is, and I'm going to give the listeners a bit of a taste here because that's only directly with the banks, with your prime lenders. There are non banks out there, Mm -hmm. which you'll see come into fruition and be used more often, who actually allow people. to purchase existing homes as investment properties with minimum 20% equity, which is a bit of a...
1: So I suppose leveraging equity and then the whole DTI thing now um, is a bit of a minefield and can be really, um, I suppose, uh, a tricky way to sort of mine around. So I know you guys are biased because obviously advisors, but if you're taking that head off, is it really important that you get some really good connections uh, and advice in this market so you don't get sort of led down the garden path?
0: Absolutely. And I'll tell you why. I know people uh, very close to me, uh, friends and and family, who are sitting on on bucket tons of equity um, that are just uh, very hesitant or don't know or um, just don't want to take that final step or want to even get advice because they can actually do it. Um, Advice is just paramount.
1: Absolutely. It's taking that next Any step. Out there, it is. That's the hardest thing to do is probably mm-hmm. the next step. And also, too, you're in a position where you may want to do something, but it can become quite daunting, and you start mm-hmm. putting it further further, and further down your list to actually ex- execute it. So what we always say is, obviously, get the right advice, connect with the right people, get all your ducks in a row, and then you guys can make decisions from there, and then you can guide them to make those correct decisions.
0: Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast today. For more info on this podcast and a heap more, check us out on Beyond the Field on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn. And hit the subscribe button.
2: Take the reins of your future and feel empowered with Beyond the Field.